Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days Beating Cancer Daily Together. I can't think of a worse job than having to go through cancer treatment. And I can say that as a stage four cancer survivor who went through three surgeries, 44 radiation treatments, and over two years of chemotherapy. Terrible job. I wouldn't have anybody apply for this job. But you know what? If we have to do it, my concept was let me have the best time I can, learn the most I can, impact the most lives I can while going through this experience. So when Patrick Lencioni wrote a book, Three Signs of a Miserable Job, (laughs) and looking at workplace dissatisfaction, I thought, whoa. I bet I can look at that book and figure out ways to make the chemo journey easier and better for patients and survivors by looking at a concept behind improving a miserable job. So I want to look at the three core factors that Patrick says in this book about what causes workplace dissatisfaction. So Patrick had three main topics, anonymity, irrelevance, and in measurement. So this totally can correlate to our cancer experience. Number one, the medical system can often make you feel like a number, a patient with a small P. I literally had someone come out of a testing room and say, is the breast here? Where's the breast? (laughs) Now, in another episode, I talked about my funny reply just to call attention to the fact that that was oddly insensitive, but just to make sure that everybody in the waiting room who cringed at that, especially the men who were dealing with prostate cancer, would not get that same calling out of their issue. So anonymity, I dealt with it two ways. One, I threw a chemo comedy party, which was pretty unusual. So I got known as the patient who brought joy, humor, and laughter to the chemo room. The other thing I did was yoga, waiting to go in for surgery. And I think I told the story about doing a handstand going into surgery, but I realized that my gown would not, because of gravity, stay where it needed to stay. So I actually momentarily flashed people and I realized, "Mm, can't do a handstand in a hospital gown (laughs) from this point forward. So yeah, that wasn't anonymous in any way, shape or form. It was actually embarrassing, but funny at the same time. In a prior episode, I also told you about how I brought small gifts to the 
medical staff, but also the other people in treatment at the time. And I didn't spend a fortune, but I just liked handing out gifts. I liked the human connection of going person to person. And actually for that moment in time, our humanity connected. And so that was another way that I broke down the anonymity. I kind of became the fun patient, the social patient, and I really respected people's privacy and also if they didn't want to engage, but if they did, I used that to create real connections. And I made some really good friends in the chemo room and in the waiting room, and I'm still friendly with those people today. Thank God we all survived. The next thing that Patrick talks about is irrelevance. And that could be that you don't see any connection between yourself and this cancer journey. Why are you in this chair? I took the attitude of, I wouldn't be in this chair if I wasn't supposed to be in this chair. And what am I supposed to see or do while I'm in this chemo room or in this radiation room or going for surgery? So I looked for the connection. I looked for the meaning behind the journey. Some people either don't have faith that there's some higher power directing this, or they just don't want to think past the immediate moment of what's next on my cancer plate. In order for myself to get through it, I needed to look for those connections. And because I started to identify them, I felt more satisfaction, less fear, less anxiety about going through all these different cancer procedures. And as you may know, I started a comedy charity right from my first chemo treatment. So I realized that I had this great sense of humor and I did see the funny and even tragedy and that I did have this very social personality and that maybe the reason why I was in this situation was to not only make it better for myself, but to make it better for the patients and survivors that I was meeting, but also for the medical staff, which was under a lot of pressure. They had a lot of anxiety coming at them from us as patients all day long. And they also had life and death situations with different chemos or surgeries. So I wanted to help break down that stress also and bring joy into the lives of my caregivers. So I set up a way to make my cancer situation incredibly relevant for myself and those around me. That doesn't mean you have to start a charity. It can just be that maybe you decide to reach out to one person in the chemo room or to give a compliment to one healthcare worker or bring one gift for one special person that either you've met in the chemo room or for one of your healthcare providers that's gone the extra mile to really try to make you comfortable or reduce your anxiety. That can be a relevant connection for you. And that could hopefully give you a sense of accomplishment or fulfillment when you're going through treatment. The last concept is immeasurement. Now, in the workforce, that means that employees need to be able to gauge their progress and they need to be able to see their level of contribution. Applying that in the chemo room happened for me 
because I brought comedy and I was watching everyone laugh and relax and then watching the social engagement that I helped facilitate by breaking down a lot of the isolation that I was seeing as I was going through my treatment. Now, I got a lot of feedback because I very quickly started a charity and people were contacting my organization to be part of it, to get more humor. I could also track the numbers of engagement on our 24-hour laugh line, 1-888-HA-HA-HA-HA. If you press one, it's a professional comedian. If you press two, there's an amateur joke. And if you press three, you can tell me a joke. So I started to see how many people were calling the laugh line. Again, I don't expect you to start a charity or launch a laugh line. For me, it was really even the human connection of seeing someone smile because I would look at them and smile at them, not knowing them across a room or across a chemo chair and they would smile back and we would nod and just acknowledge to each other that we were on the shared journey together. So you can just set out with an intention of, I'm going to try to connect with one other person today in my treatment, or I'm going to try to speak to one person this month that's going through cancer treatment now that I'm a survivor, and I'm going to try to show them some of the ropes or help them with some of the things that I did that made the journey easier. You can even just set a small intention of connecting with another person. You can decide that you only want to measure your personal goals and you're going to set some personal goals for yourself either to deal with pain management or to deal with anxiety or to deal with re-socialization, getting back into your life and socializing with more people instead of staying at home recovering. You might want to have more friends or family around you and you haven't been focusing on that and you're going to decide to set up some goals in that area. I really, really loved learning Patrick's theories on this and I do see that we can all improve our cancer patient journey and our survivorship by looking at dissatisfaction in the workplace and just applying it to dissatisfaction in a chemo or cancer journey. So I'm happy that I got to share this with you today. So I would love to know if Patrick's concepts resonated with you. And I would love to know if becoming less anonymous in your treatment or survivorship, if creating a relevant situation for yourself and connecting it outside of this cancer journey helps. And also if you figure out a way that you can measure your success and the goals that you're setting for yourself or in using just these few practices, if that makes you feel more empowered. Go to comedycures.org and hit the record button and tell me how you're feeling about this or 
hit the write us button and write me a quick note. I love your feedback. And if you have great ideas on how to improve your satisfaction while going through cancer treatment or survivorship, let me know. I love learning from you too. Have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you loved today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle are both a listener and donor-supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to ComedyCures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is. It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.